to Totalus Rankium. This week, Demission. Welcome to Totalis Rankium. I'm Jamie. I'm Rob, ranking all of the Roman emperors from Augustus to Augustus. We are ranking them, them, them. Big, big style. Big time, big time styly. That's what we're doing. Stephen Fry says. And here we are. It's hot. It's very hot. I'm it sweating is. like a sweating person. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> midday. Yeah, it's unusually weird. for us. It's really weird. The sun's. Yes. I mean, the sun's been out recently anyway. But yeah. No hard work in between. And the first episode where I don't need to drive home afterwards. Ah, well, when I walk you back to the train station, <laughs> a sudden overbearing thirst might come upon us. You never know, you never know. We'll right. Have to see what we can do. Okay, this week, Demission. Mm. I think before we start, we've got to... Ah, yes, well, go on then. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Rob. Will you marry me? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Uh, in that case, I'll say the second thing. Uh, Rex Factor, <laughs> thank you very much for plugging us in your last episode at Alexander II. Uh, it was a good episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I've literally just finished listening to yeah. it on the journey here. Very good. good. Got the Rex Factor. Well yeah. done, him. And uh, thank you for the plug at the end. It's very good. I particularly loved... Have you heard it all yet? Uh, yes. Yeah, I love the fact that there was a, a baby having their head bashed off the wall, just yeah. like Caligula's daughter. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and someone torn apart by horses, like That's... Mark Antony did. Yes. See, history oh. repeats itself. Yeah. Oh, spoiler for the Mark Antony episode. Not that he's got his own, and we have already done that. Yeah. So if you're listening fine. to this, you've probably already heard that. Yeah, probably. But never mind, though. That's fine, yeah. So, yeah. thank you to Rex Factor again. It's been very good. Um, and we do literally plagiarise their format. Yeah. Um, we and they don't mind, them. it's nice. No, yeah, because yeah. you asked them, didn't you? He I did. meet Ali and he said... Yeah. He said no until so you, so you gagged him and beat him. Yeah. <laughs> and he said yes. <laughs> he said a lot of things. <laughs> People do end up torture. They do, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I've got a lot of notes today, so we should probably crack on with it. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, biography time. We're going to start off today, as we have done a lot recently, with a little aside. I want you to picture a man in a room all on his own. Okay. At his desk. Okay. Big spacious room. Okay. And he's just staring at the wall. Right. Silence. Then a fly buzzes past and lands on his desk. A fly? A fly. It lands just in front of him and it slowly crawls across the desk and the man's still just staring and staring. Ooh. And the fly gets closer to the hand and the hand has a stylus in it. And then suddenly the man stabs forward with his stylus, piercing the fly. <gasps> And he picks up the little dead creature and pins him to the wall with all the other dead flies. Wow, it's like Karate Kid. Yeah. This is Domitian. Ooh, that's a bit... Okay, two things. Very yeah. talented. Well yeah, done, yeah, Domitian. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit kind of serial killery. A little bit. I imagine, you know that sound effect with the clinky clinky bite-in strings? <laughs> yeah. I imagine that playing. Yes. <laughs> While he sat in his And it's office. in black and white. Yeah, I might have made up the bit where he pins it to the wall with all the other dead flies, but all the rest is uh, apparently true. Yeah. He just locked himself in his room for hours on end, doing nothing but killing flies. Oh. Yeah. See, I hope it is that cool though, rather than him with a big massive fly swatter jumping around going, Come here! Come here! <laughs> Miss, hit the wall. Come here! The guy's just standing outside, oh, like, he's doing it again. That episode of Breaking Bad. I, I may not have seen that episode. Have you not seen Breaking Bad? I've, I've, seen, I've seen up to series two. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's a bit later than that. Yeah. Where Walter just uh, crazy. Uh, it's not a spoiler, it's not a spoiler. Okay, that's fine. He just tries to catch a fly. That's oh, right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, 
Let's start with his birth, shall we? He was born Titus Flavius Domitianus. <laughs> oh, you do love the anus. <laughs> I'm, I'm neither confirming or denying that. <laughs> um, he was born on the 24th of October, 51. Okay. So, uh, he was the youngest of his siblings. He had an older sister called Domitilla oh, yeah. and an older brother. Obviously, we know Titus. Yeah. Domitilla sounds like one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought that. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought when I was typing it. I thought, I'm not going to mention that. That'll just sound stupid. And then I'm glad you thought the same. <laughs> I can rely on Jamie to say something stupid. Yeah. Right, um, his mother and sister died when he was very young, and his father and brother were off fighting in Germany and having turnips thrown at them and going off to Judea. <laughs> so um, Domitian was not necessarily close to his father and brother. No. He was just at home on his own. His mother dead, his sister dead. You can imagine the clinky violins in the yeah. background again Ooh. as he just stares at the wall. Ooh. Yeah. He was probably, we're not really sure, taken under the care of his uncle. You remember Vespasian's older brother, Sabinus? Yes. Yeah, so he probably looked after him. Oh. Although there is some suggestion that a family friend called Nerva looked after him for a while. Okay. Nerva. That's his friend, Nerva. I want to make note of that name. Nerva. Yes. Mm. Guessing you've not looked at the poster too much recently. No, but I think you've just given that away. <laughs> <laughs> Right. He seemed to do really well in his education, and he was seen as very intelligent as a young child. Okay. He also learned how to use a bow and arrow from an early age, something that he became very good at. Now, this is almost a backhanded compliment, um, insult, by Suetonius, because the bow and arrow was seen as a cowardly weapon rather than the Far sword. Away. But it would appear that he was phenomenally good at it. He mm. used to um, get his slaves to spread their fingers against the wall and he'd fire an arrow through the gap in the fingers. Oh. And apparently he could do it. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive and scary. Yes. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Okay. So, year of the four emperors. We're back there again. Yes. Nero killed himself in 68 CE, as we all know. Mm. Um, and Domitian was in his late teens at this point, 17 slash 18. Was it 69? Age. No, he killed himself in 68, remember, at the end. And then Galba took over and was assassinated in the start of 69. Oh, yes. Yes. Before, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, just got yeah. his toe into 69. That was it, yeah. That's it. Oh, actually, it's not in my notes, but I'm just going to make a note here. You remember when um, Nero committed suicide yeah yeah and he couldn't quite bring himself to do it yeah so he um he he got his um private secretary to do it for him did, didn't he also ask somebody can you show me how it's done yeah he also did that no no, no. right um <laughs> his private secretary his name is epiphoditus if i'm remembering that correctly because it's not here in my notes right he was the guy who did it for him oh, right killed him just going to mention that now since i've mentioned nero it comes up later epiphoditus yes um i've not mentioned him before by name, um, but as you've read Trafford's book, he's mm. one of the main yeah. characters, isn't that? Yeah. Oh, yes! Yes, you know who I'm talking about. Yes! yes. Oh! Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that comes up. Ooh. Right, okay, so, year of four emperors. His uncle was the city prefect at the time. Now, I've not mentioned city prefect before, I've mentioned praetorian prefect. Yeah. City prefect was meant to balance out the power of the praetorians, but it never really worked out. Um, you were essentially in charge of the police force, but the praetorians had so much power. They, they were a bit of nothing, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah. they were there. It was still still a, an important position. So that's Sabinus, Vespasian's um, brother mm. and Domitian's uncle. Domitian kept his head down throughout Galba and Otho. Right. 
But when Vitellius took charge, he was very quickly put under house arrest, because by this point it was obvious Vespasian was making a bit for power. Yeah, yeah. Vitellius's forces lost the Second Battle of Padraicum, that's that nighttime battle, yeah, remember? Yeah. Um, and Vitellius went to surrender. But he changed his mind in the last minute. And Sabinus was to declare his brother as emperor, but no one really knew if Vitellius had resigned. All ringing bells? Yeah. Yeah. So there were clashes between people loyal on each side, and Sabinus and his nephew Domitian were forced to retreat up the Capitoline Hill. Hmm. Now, I did mention that um, Sabinus had to before, but I didn't mention Domitian was with no. him. Um, yeah, Domitian was with him. They went up the hill, they hid in the Temple of Jupiter. The Flavians realised they could not hold this position. So I'm going to quote from Suetonius here. He hid during the night with the guardian of the shrine, and in the morning, disguised in the garb of a follower of Isis, and mingling with the priests of that fickle superstition, he went across the Tiber with a single companion to the mother of one of his schoolfellows. There he was so effectively concealed that though he was closely followed, he could not be found in spite of a thorough search. Oh. So there you go. I'm just going Got in to... costume. Yeah, yeah. So he, he dressed up. Yeah. And he uh, snuck out the back. I like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Um, not so good for his uncle, who oh. who was captured and executed oh. on the steps of death. Oh, yes. The, um, yeah. the yes, steps leading up to the thingy. Yeah. In I thingy. think, if I remember correctly, I think he died there as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Domitian? Well, no. Sabinus. Oh, Sabinus. Yes. Yeah. So, spoiler. Mm. Right, okay. So, the next day, Vitellius was dead. And he did die on the steps of death. Yes, he did. He got a hook yeah. through his face. Didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> that was makes me laugh. <laughs> and, um, Domitian came out of hiding and went to greet the oncoming Flavian supporters led by Antonius. And all the troops hailed him as Caesar. Remember, by this point, Caesar meant heir. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the next day, the Senate declared Vespasian as emperor. Emperor? Emperor. Um, and Domitian could not help but notice that the men who were calling for his father's and his death the day before were now all going, oh, you're brilliant, you're mm-hmm. the emperor. bit fickle. A little bit fickle. He didn't like what the Senate did there. And that might come back to haunt them. Ooh, okay. So he, he doesn't like the, um, oh, what do you call it? Hypocrisy. Yeah. No, he didn't. He was a little bit miffed. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad he lets it go when everything turns out fine. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's all good. Mm. Right. He was given consular powers and the title of Praetor, and everything's looking good for him. He's always lived a quiet life, really, and now all of a sudden he's the heir and he can do what he wants. And remember, for that couple of weeks, um, it was just anarchy in Rome. So we don't really have any record of what he did, but I'd like to think he just ran around going, <laughs> Party! Cut his head off! Yeah. Or swinging from a bottle of wine. Swinging from a bottle of wine? I miss his swigging. <laughs> Taking deep, deep gulps. I thought it was a weird combination of swinging from a chandelier, swinging from a bottle of wine. <laughs> massive, yeah. massive bottle of wine just yeah. on a rope, hanging yeah. from the Parthenon. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good, good two weeks. It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, so, uh, Musianus then arrived. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and straight away clamped down on young Domitian. Yeah, kept him, down. kept him under tight control. He realised that the eighteen-year-old uh, had <laughs> potentially a lot of power as the only son of the emperor that was in mm. Rome. Heal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like stop, stop doing that. Stop making massive bottles of wine. Stop yeah. swinging. <laughs> yeah. So then there was a revolt in Gaul, and seven legions were sent to put it down. Which seven? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably enough. Um, led by Vespasian's brother-in-law, who was called Cerealis. 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 
I'm going to say Cerialis. Cerialis. Yeah. But then news came back that the revolt was getting worse, so Musianus decided he'd best go off with some more reinforcements. Okay. And Domitian at this point said, oh, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. I, I want to lead a legion and become famous. Yeah. Because his brother was off doing exactly that, but he was forced to stay in Rome where there was no action. Now, Musianus was not keen on the idea at all, but thought it was best to keep him close rather than just leave him alone in Rome where he could do who knows what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they set off. Domitian's put in charge of a legion. But then, soon after they set off, uh, a report comes back to say the revolt was crushed already. All right. Yeah, so Musianus talked to Domitian and said, look, there's there's no need for you to lead a, a legion anymore, so um, I'm going to take that legion back. I could just imagine him dressed up all in armour. It's slightly <laughs> bit too big for him. Looking really excited with his big new shiny sword. Everything custom made, you know, new new name and emblem put on his, on his armour. He's saying, sorry, don't need to come now. I'm just seeing him look a bit sad and a little twitch. Just a twitch. little twitch. And then zooms in on his twitchy eye. And then the violin noise comes back in. Yes, yes. Clink, 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 Yeah. It's like, oh my God, Alfred Hitchcock's got some... <laughs> And then he just turns and walks and stands in a room staring at a fly for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. At this point, he's not catching him, he's just staring at them. Just staring at them. He's got plans for those flies. So, yeah, so Domitian was obviously not happy. Um, but he comes up with a plan after staring at the wall for several hours. He's going yeah. to write to his um, uncle-in-law, suggesting that he hand the army over to him. Yeah. yeah. Just, dear uncle-in-law, do you mind giving the entire army to me? Love and kisses... Your nephew, Domitian. Yeah. P.S. I know I've had no experience in fighting <laughs> or armies, but, you know. But I've got a shiny new shield. I have. Unused. Totally unused. Yeah. Um, he was completely ignored. Yeah, of course he was. He was. He probably sat next to the post box every morning, staring, waiting for a reply. Each morning, nothing came. But just slowly, those violin clunks. Just one, one to start with on the first day didn't arrive. <laughs> yeah. Then his father returns. Hey, Vespasian's back, and all hope of leading a force is gone completely because his dad just goes, no, no. <laughs> Don't be silly. Yeah. So, Vespasian wanted Domitian to marry Titus's daughter, Julia. Oh, okay. As in niece. Oh. Yeah, we're back to that territory yeah, again. Yeah, um, Claudius allowed that though, didn't he? Well, yeah, exactly. You're allowed to Ooh. do it. Yeah. Ooh. That's Claudius. Let's narrow that gene pool, shall we? Yeah. I can only assume this was Vespasian trying to tighten the um, the dynasty mm. that he was creating there. Domitian is having none of this, because he's in love with Domitia Longina. Sorry? <laughs> Domitia Longina. <laughs> okay, just wanted okay. to hear that name again. <laughs> okay. Let's call it Domitia. Okay. Otherwise we will not be able to carry on. <laughs> the, the Longina or Longinuses uh, are a very famous family in Rome. Are they? Yeah. What are they famous for? No, that you, you just come across them quite often. You do. <laughs> yeah, hurry on. You good? Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like doing a podcast with a schoolboy. Right. Um, so he persuaded Domitia's husband, who was called Lamia, to divorce his wife so he could marry her. Ooh. I'm guessing it was one of those persuades. Yeah. Yeah. Persuade with a knife. Like, fancy divorcing your, your wife? Not really. D- did I mention my dad's just become the emperor? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, a few years later, so I'm skipping ahead in the timeline slightly, but it fits here, Domitian was talking to Lamia and saying, why don't you get married again? And Lamia replied, why? Do you want a new wife for yourself? Ooh. I know. Burn. Did he die? Yeah. I'll come back to that. <laughs> right, Vespasian wasn't best pleased that his son had gone against his wishes, but realised actually this marriage was very useful because Domitia was the daughter of Corbula. Now, I mentioned Corbula briefly in the Nero episode. Um, he was the general that went off and did lots of great things for Nero, but oh, then right. fell out with Nero and was forced to commit suicide. Oh, I honestly can't remember how much of that we kept in the episode, because the Nero episode was two and yeah. a half hours long, and I had to cut quite a bit. <laughs> um, but that's who he is. So he was, his family were not happy with Nero, so this marriage was a clear indication that Nero's foes were safe under the Flavians. Yeah. Yeah. In 71, when Titus returned from Judea, after he'd done the siege of Jerusalem, he and his father had that triumph. Yeah. Domitian was put with the rest of the family, while his brother and father rode at the front. Twitch. Twitch. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did apparently have a really nice white horse to ride on, though. That's, that's nice. I'm sure that made it all better. Yeah, it did. Okay, whenever the family went out, Domitian always had to ride in a litter behind Vespasian and his brother, who rode at the front. Twitch. Clink, clink, clink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His brother, notice the theme here, was made consul seven times. Yes. And the Praetorian prefect, whereas Domitian was never given any power. He was given a few empty titles that didn't mean anything. Mm. But that was it. Twitch. Yeah, more clinking. His, his Vespasian just really didn't seem to see the point in Domitian at all. Oh. It was all about Titus. At one point, the king of the Parthians came to visit, or mm. sent an, someone with a message, either way, saying to Vespasian, um, we've got these rebellious tribes near both our borders, why don't we go and sort them out? Why don't you send one of your sons? Obviously hearing about Titus being a badass. And uh, yeah, I wanted him to go and sort out the rebellious tribe. Yeah. Help. Vespasian said, nah, no, no, it's fine, they're not bothering us. Um, but Domitian was stood at the back of the room, jumping up and down, waving his hand in the air, going, me, <laughs> me, me, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But Vespasian was having none of us. Oh. So he went back to his room and stared at the wall for a while. Um, but then came up with another brilliant idea. Mm. He would write another letter. Oh. And wrote to lots of powerful people in the East, offering his services. Um, okay. And then he sat by that post box again, oh. waiting for a reply. Day after day, he was ignored again. Oh. Yeah. Well, his CV isn't really full, though. He has no experience, is he? No, but how do you get experience when no one's going to give you any experience? Well, no, fair exactly. point. Fair point. You can't lead straight away. You've got to... No. Whereas Titus, at this point, is is being shown all the ropes. The mission's being shown nothing at all. Mm. Right. In 79, Vespasian dies. And Titus becomes the emperor, as everyone expected. Titus promised the mission more real power, but nothing over the next two years really happens. Now, it could be that um, Titus just died before he was able to do anything with his brother. But, um... It looked like Titus was going to follow the same trend as his father. Oh, dear. Yeah. Some good news for Domitian, though. Ooh. In 80, Domitian and Domitia had a son. Yay! Yay, how nice. Domitian started to resent his brother more and more and more, and according to some sources, starts to plot his murder. Really? So at this point, the twitchings become a bit out of control. 
and he's decided to do something about it. In fact, I'll quote from Suetonius here. And from that time on, he never ceased to plot against his brother secretly and openly until Titus was seized with a dangerous illness when Domitian ordered that he be left for dead before he had actually drawn his last breath and after his death bestowed no honour upon him, save that of deification, and he often assailed his memory in ambiguous phrases, both in his speeches and his edicts. Ooh. So, mm. Titus dies. Domitian hides no fact that he's doesn't care at all. Oh. It doesn't wait for him to go cold. He rushes <laughs> off to the Praetorian um, guards yeah. and say, I'm now the emperor. Right, guys? And they all go, yeah. And then the next day, he is declared emperor. Oh, wow. That's easy climb to power. Yeah. yeah. He literally did nothing. Yeah, it was, can I do that? No. Can I do that? No. Can I do that? No. Oh, Titus is dead. Can I be emperor? Yeah? Excellent. (laughs) I'm in. Excellent. Yeah. Oh. So, that's pre-emperor days. I almost feel sorry for him a little bit. At this point, I feel like I did with... Caligula felt a bit sorry for him to start with. But... Oh, Caligula had a horrible childhood, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he right. feels a bit, you know. Let's see how he w- goes as the emperor. He had no love for the Senate, as I indicated earlier. Yes. Um, and started to reduce its powers straight away. He did not wait for the Senate to agree with deifying his brother and went ahead and just did it because the custom was you'd say, I put this motion forward, the Senate would say, yes, it can happen, and the emperor would do it. It was a rubber stamp. Yeah. But it was one that all of the Julio-Claudians oh, yeah. maintained. And uh, then throughout the year of the four emperors, Vespasian and Titus, all carried on with this facade yeah. of democracy. Yeah. And everyone knew it wasn't really happening, but yeah. it kept the Senate happy, so why not carry on? Domitian was having none of this. It's a bit like when the Prime Minister goes to the Queen, so... Yeah. It's, it doesn't need to be done, it's just it's tradition. Yeah, so it would be a bit like if the next Prime Minister to get in just went, no, I'm not going to the Queen. <laughs> There's nothing stopping the next Prime Minister yeah. from doing that, but everyone would just go... Ooh, yeah. Ooh. So it was a bit like that. And then he just sat down and he decided what kind of emperor he wants to be, and he decided the best kind of emperor he could be was Augustus. So, well, yeah. He's ranked the highest so far. Exactly. So he decides to emulate Augustus in every single possible way. And does a fairly good job at it in yeah. some respects. Oh. Yes. Um, he starts to micromanage all areas of government. Suetonius states that the government was never as effective as it was as under him. And wow. corruption was at an all time low. Wow. He went through the Senate and the upper classes and just got rid of all the bad eggs. Oh, wow. Yeah. He made significant changes to the economy, which I'll talk about a bit more later, and created many laws to do with morality, which was something Augustus did a lot of. Remember, yes. he made it exilable if you had an affair. Yeah. That's something Domitian did as well. He called the Senate of anyone he thought was useless and would regularly choose people from the equestrian class for jobs which were usually held by senators. Ah, so it opened up the gates. He opened up the gates and he chose people by merit rather than are they related to me? Whereas Vespasian and Titus would fill the ranks with their own family. Yeah. Domitian was having none of that. Didn't care if you were related to them. Are you good at the job? If you are, you're in. That sounds really logical. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. In 83, his son died. Oh, the um, one he had with D&D. Yeah. It was young when he died. I imagine he twitched quite a bit that day. <laughs> He then decides it's about time to get some military glory, because that's what he's always wanted, really, isn't it? Well, if he's going to copy Augustus. Exactly. And no no one's there to stop him now. He's the emperor, so... What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no one to fight. 
Right. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? So instead of going off for military glory, he goes to Gaul to oversee a census. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. That's all he's doing. Yeah. He's going to Just go and oversee ticking, a census. Ticking names off a list. Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Right, and then suddenly, out of nowhere... A tribe called the Chatty suddenly attacked. Um, just a tribe? Yeah. From nowhere? Out of nowhere, out of Germania, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, wow. So there they were, the Chatty, probably chatting away. Did they speak Latin or Greek? Germanic. Germanic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Why? Oh, no, no, I see where you're going. Yeah. No, this wasn't a dress-up some of my own, own soldiers and pretend. Oh. No, far more efficient and ruthless this was just attack this tribe this genuine tribe and then oh yeah and then claim that they were invading oh that oh oh yeah apparently the chatty were about to attack so they had to go and take them down before they became a menace and people back then believed that how gullible people were 2000 years ago eh? <laughs> um yeah yeah. We're, we're going to invade the chatty tribe because they one first of all they don't shut up they keep talking yeah all secondly the all time. these all these hidden weapons yeah so we're going to go in there these massive axes axes of mass destruction that's what they've got we're going to go in there and sort it out yeah bet they didn't shut up though well yeah all the time chatty 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 even in battle yeah. going anywhere on your holidays shut up <laughs> smash thank you for the weekend sir remove an ear for you go away <laughs> yeah right so, he defeats the menace, the evil menace of the Chatai, and uh, he goes back home and he celebrates a triumph. Of course he does. Yes. There were many at the time who saw this as an uncalled attack done only for the triumph. People saw through it. Yeah. Well, people do generally, don't they? They do. They do. They do. They do. Mm. And several years later, there was an inquest. And it was... De- no, that didn't happen. Right. And 12 years later, a report was released. <laughs> right. So, around this time, he exiled his wife. Oh, um, D- Domitia. Yeah. Why? We don't know. But then he brings her back. Yeah. Not really sure why about that one. Maybe son? Maybe it would have an another Yeah, son. maybe the loss of the son. Maybe one of her relatives was a chat eye. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Maybe she didn't like that. No. No. Anyway, this isn't good because he does things like exiles people who divorces and then remarries because he's been very strict with morality and then he does that himself. Ooh, you can't. You, you, you've got to lay the bed you make, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he doesn't. So he cracks are starting to appear. Right. So he's being a bit hypocritical he is, there. He is. A couple of years later, at the end of 85, the kingdom of Dacia suddenly invades the Roman province of Moesia. Now, this is an actual invasion this time. Okay. Yeah. Seeing another opportunity for glory, however, Domitian rode off at the head of the Praetorian Guard to go and sort those Dacians out. Well, yeah, you would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, the prefect for the Guard at this point was a man called Fuscus. So Domitian and Fuscus went up to um, Moesia, cleared the area of the Dacians and declared victory. Hooray! Yeah, yeah. Yay. Domitian rushes back to Rome and celebrates another triumph. And he leaves Fuscus to, to mop up the area. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that conversation. I'm just popping back to uh, celebrate the triumph with uh, Fuscus. You just uh, just mop, mop up the rest. Mop up the blood. Yeah, just uh, all the rest. It's like, mop up? We've only cleared the area. We've not actually invaded Dacia yet. 
No, well, just, just details. You, you sort that yeah, out. Yeah, you sort that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm off to celebrate the triumph. But we've not invaded yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so poor Fuscus was left to actually do the invasion of Dacia. Whereas they'd only started the pre- preliminary cleaning up the area before Domitian had gone off. Yeah. So, Fuscus crosses the Danube to do his mopping up. Um, but the Dacian king, which was uh, a man called Decibalus... I imagine if it was a film, he'd be played by... Um, Gordon's Alive. What's his name? Brian, ba- Brian, Brian Blessed. Blessed. Yes. With a name like that. Yes, oh, I bet he would be. <laughs> That's great. Hello! <laughs> oh, God. My name's Decibalus. <laughs> yeah, um, so Brian Blessed... The leader of the Dacians at the time. Dacibellus means um, man with the strength of ten men. So that kind of fits. Yeah. Man with the volume of ten men. <laughs> yeah. So he he's a bit crafty and managed to lead Fuscus and the Roman legions into an ambush. At least an entire legion was wiped out. The Romans suffered a crushing defeat. The Praetorian Guard standard was lost. Oh, not the standard. The standard's gone. They get a bit twitchy about it, they don't they? They do. And Fuscus dies. Oh, ooh, that's not going to look good for Domitian, is it? It's not, considering he's just finished his triumph to declare how brilliantly he did up there. Ooh, ooh. And then he's just waking up the next mm. day, a bit of a hangover. Oh, that was a good triumph. Ooh. And then someone comes in and says, yeah, all the legions are gone. The standards are gone. Fuscus is dead. Twitch, twitch. Violins. Violins. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Domitian then quickly returned to the area and put a new man in charge called Tetius Julianus and they crossed the Danube again. This time they were a lot more cautious. They were not ambushed. The Romans met on the same battlefield as before, uh, but this time the superior organisation of the Roman legions won out and the Dacians were defeated, but not comprehensively. No. So, um, Prime Blessed and the Dacians managed to escape. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the plan was then to go on to the Dacian capital and wipe them all out. But, just then, news comes that the Germanian governor, um, a man called Saturnius, was revolting. So you've got to revolt in Germania, not too far away. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what are you going to do in Domitian's shoes? You're just about to win a war, but then, to your rear, one of your own provinces is revolting. It is a sort of blocking the way home. It's not blocking the way home, but it does need to be dealt, dealt with. Well, logically, you'd send, send Tetius to go and sort that out, and you can carry on here, where it's a bit safer. Uh, yeah, he doesn't think to do that. Maybe he's not got enough men. But what he does do is he meets up with um, Decibalus and has a peace treaty with him. Oh. Yeah. That's quite nice, actually. Uh, it's quite nice. Oh, dear. Um, but the peace deal turned out to be a massive error on Domitian's part, something that his foes would never let him forget. Oh dear. Because the Romans would have free access to the area, that's nice. Yeah. Um, but Rome would p- pay a subsidy of 8 million sesterces a year to the kingdom of Dacia, which the Dacians would then use to fortify the area. So Rome essentially were paying for one of their enemies to build fortifications and hire soldiers. Oh. Yeah. What? Why? Why just leave? Run away? <laughs> I don't know. This is bad negotiating. Tactics. Really bad negotiating. <laughs> yeah, you got a feeling I... he went in saying, "Right, we're we're going to leave. Behave yourself." And the Dacians went, "Only if you pay us uh, two million sesterces, I'll pay you eight and no more. <laughs> a year." <laughs> That's okay. I'm the emperor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twitch, twitch, violence. Right. 
Yeah, so let's shift the focus over to Germania and see what's going on there. Saturnius was in charge of Germania Superior, which was better than the Germania Inferior province. Yeah. Yeah. And had two legions under his command. It would appear he had had enough of Domitian's policy of holding the Germanic frontier, Hmm. because Domitian, again, emulating Augustus, said, these are our frontiers, we're not going to invade anywhere. Fair enough. Apart from Dacia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Saturnius wanted to attack into the region. Best defense is no offense. Mm, you coined yeah. that phrase. Oh, um, bet what? Best defense is an offense. All oh, right. Yeah. It's like a fence shot, like a zero. Yeah. With a hole in them. Yeah. You shoot arrows through and kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's where they come from. So he'd he'd had enough of Domitian's mm. tactics generally. So he'd gone off to the Chatty. Oh, the tribe that yeah that wiped out before. And he had a quick chat with the Chatty and said, "Look, you guys, you don't like Domitian, I'm guessing." And they went, "Oh no, we don't. No, he's not very nice. <laughs> he's, he's not. He, he, he killed us me. all for no reason. Yeah, he um, cut my finger. Yeah. So they had a deal that Saturnius would vault and." Um, the, the chatty people would join him and reinforce him. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, all three who are left. So all the provinces nearby, as soon as they hear about the revolt, moved to put it down. Yeah. So this was an isolated incident. Um, Domitian himself rushes up there. The governor of Germania Inferior rushes there. Um, and then the governor of Spain, a man named Trajan, also rushed to put the... Uh... Oh, yes, you're looking at me. I am looking at you. Yeah. Trajan from Spain... Yes. Trajan. From Spain. Trajan. Yes, you might make a note of his name as well. I'll write it down. Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> so, Saturnius's plan was for the Chatty to link up with him before Domitian's armies could arrive. And this yeah. was possible because it was mid-January and the Rhine was always frozen over at this point. Yeah. yeah. However, it was mid-January and suddenly the weather turned unusually mild. Yeah. And for the first time in living memory, the river thawed halfway through January. So <laughs> you had all these chatty on the banks going, let's go! Oh. 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 Best stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Who can swim in armour? Anyone? Oh. <laughs> At least they went on the river and it's like very, very sudden thawing. <laughs> halfway across. Oh, that would be... Walking the 50 metres over the Rhine. Yeah. Suddenly melting. Yeah, when we go... Yeah, so the chatty couldn't link up. So the revolt was put down within a mere 24 days. All of Saturnius's correspondence was then burnt before um, the emperor could get there. Evidence. Yeah. I can only assume someone realised their name was going to be in that correspondence and wanted <laughs> to get rid of it. Yes. So because of that, we don't actually have a huge amount of details about this revolt, um, but there you go. That's what happened, yeah. as much as we know. Domitian started the next year's consul. He decided he was going to be consul for a year. Why not? Or at least yeah. a bit. And he appointed his family's most trusted advisor to be his co-consul. And this is the man who might have looked after him before, Nerva. Nerva. Nerva, yes. Nerva. I want to make note of his name again. I will. Yeah. I'll put his name down. Well, it's perhaps because he had a hand in uncovering the uprising. Because he's also the person who uncovered the Piso conspiracy under Nero. So um, Domitian's using him as like a detective, isn't he, really? He's like, you know, yes. you're, you're pretty astute. Detective Nerva. Oh, yes. he gets a hat. Big trilby. I bet he does. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, this is 89, and Domitian then becomes more and more paranoid. 
and he deals harsher and harsher punishments to those around him. He already is hated by the Senate, but the body now grow to despise and fear him. Really? Yes. Ooh. So the people who write the history books now despise and fear him. So it might be slightly... Might be ever so slightly biased, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Then some stuff happens, which I'll cover more in the program, Crazy. Yeah. And we're fast forward to September of 96. 96? 96. That's really fast forwarding. Yeah, well, from 89 to 96. Yeah. yeah. A man named Stephanius, who was a steward in the Imperial Palace, hurt his arm. Ouch. Yeah. It's a shame. He had to bandage it all up, put it in a sling. Yeah. 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 Okay. He went about his work for about a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. The guards got used to seeing this man walking around with a sling around his arm. Yeah. They stopped searching him. Oh. Yeah, clever. Domitian, at some point during his reign, we're not sure when, heard a prophecy that he was going to die at noon. So he was very paranoid around that time of day and would often ask people what the time was. On this day, he asked one of the slaves what the time was and he was given the reply, it's one hour past noon. And Domitian sighed a sigh of relief and went off to sign some papers. Yep. Now at this point, I want you to pan the camera up as he's left the room to the water clock nearby. Hmm. And you can see that the time is 11.42. <gasps> Did he lie? Yes, he was lied to. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Sneaky. So Domitian's no longer on guard as much. No. He thinks he's safe. Suddenly... Stephanius rushed into the room where he was signing the papers. Remember, mm -hmm. there's his arm in a sling and he's holding a piece of paper. Yeah. And he passes it to Domitian saying, I've got proof of a conspiracy against you. Someone's trying to kill you. And he passes the piece of paper over to Domitian. Now we have yeah. no idea what's written on that piece of paper, but I really hope he passed it over yeah. saying, oh. this holds the names of someone who's trying to kill you. Pass him in the piece of paper and it just said his own name on it. Because as soon as Domitian looked at the paper, Stephanius stabbed him in the groin. In the groin? In the groin. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He needs a few points there for Fighters Maximus. Just oh. for... Ooh. It's going to hurt. Um, he doesn't die, though. The two oh. men then start wrestling to the ground. Domitian reaches for a concealed dagger that he keeps nearby. Very good no idea. at this point. But only the scabbard is there. Someone has removed his dagger. So it's more than one person, isn't it? Oh, yes. Because at this point, more people run in. Ooh. Yeah. Now, they watch the two fight for a while. Domitian's trying to break the fingers of Stephanius. Yeah. But there's too much blood and his hand starts slipping off. So mm. instead he tries to gouge his eyes out. Yeah. At this point, the other bystanders rush in and start stabbing Domitian as well. Oh. Domitian bleeds to death at the age of 44. And within hours, not days, hours, Domitian's most trusted advisor, Nerva, was declared emperor. Ooh! Ooh! Yeah. <gasps> what a... He wasn't so nervous, was he? No, he wasn't. Detective Nerva. Ooh! I like that. So there you go, That that's his life. And death. And his death. Wow, that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What you're expecting from Domitian? I was expecting more crazy. Oh, we'll get on to that. Yeah, we, we will. Um, I, uh, at the start, at the moment, I feel very sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, so early life, I think you know, getting older, a bit more paranoid. Um, clearly not very good at war. Hmm. Yeah. 
but we shall see. We shall see. Well, let's go on to that. Let's do the first round. Fightius Maximus. We don't have a, a huge battle of the week or anything this week, so let's just discuss what we've already talked about. First of all, there's the chatty. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he managed to put that revolt down. Well, he, yes, very efficiently. He did. It reminds me of the kind of, you know, the Victorian... Uh, our empire growing times where we used to, go, used to go into Africa take down these tribes that used to be hurling you know mangoes at us and like, yeah. we beat them we dominated them we're heroes so, no you're not really yeah yeah it's very much like that it's not it's not impressive it's butchering it's not big it's not clever no all they were doing was having a chat see it's all fun and games it's all losers and I exactly or several thousand people yes yes yeah, so I don't think we can really give him much credit for that. No, 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 and none at all. I don't think we can really give him any credit for getting his first triumph. No, he, he he did it for desperation, not through any talent or skill. Just I want this. Yeah, he did. I'll do whatever I can. Apparently, build a lot of roads while he was over there, and lots of forts. That's not fighty. No, it's not. But well, well, well roads of transport. Aren't yeah, yeah. He, he was very strategic. He 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 did love building roads and forts, which is why. <sighs> Um, several of the generals in the army didn't like him. Yeah, so but I, I love building things out of Legos. Make me a builder. Ah, that's a good point. Okay, right. Mm. Okay, then there's the Dacian War. Yes. Um, idiot. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. What, what an idiot. Yeah, well, let's see. He goes there, he puts it down. Yes, okay, yes. Mm, sort of. He he clears Roman territory of the Dacians. He, cl- he clears a bit of it. Yeah. But then he's so concerned about getting a triumph, he rushes back. That would be like me when I'm vacuum cleaning the living room. I'm walking, just doing a small little patch and saying to my wife, you finish it off. So that's essentially that's what just he did. what you do most weekends. What I weekends. do, yes. Yeah. Then I go and get myself a chocolate bar to treat myself. Yeah. Well, a good job. So you deserve that. Yeah, I had to plug it in, get it out. Yeah, exactly. And tangle the wire, so I didn't put it back right last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, okay. So that's not great. Then he leaves Fuscus... <laughs> who, let's not forget, is the Praetorian Prefect. He's mm. not in charge of an army, he's in charge of a group of guards. Now, the Prefects are higher paid than the standard army. They are seen as the elite, but if you want genuine fighty people, I'd personally go for the men who are out on the front <laughs> rather than the guards in the city, myself. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Um, anyway... Whether the guard were a better choice or not, the fact is they get wiped out. So, under his command... A standard is lost. Never good. No, that like yeah, they get very. A legion is Ooh. wiped out. Yes, but he then does go up there himself and sorts it out. But I, I always get the feeling he's doing that to show how great he is. I don't know. I think and the second back, time it's more a case of oh dear, this has got out of hand. Damage really, control. <laughs> really do need to go and sort this out. And he then does manage to beat um, Decibalus in a battle. But then he does this <sighs> stupid peace treaty where he yeah. gives away far too much. Like you said, it's like, why didn't he just leave? Yeah. He, he didn't need to give them anything. He could have just said, watch it, I'm off. But I guess afterwards he could say, I, I, made, a, I made a treaty. I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> You'll throw things at me. But I made a treaty. Rather <laughs> yeah, than going to cowards, I made yeah. peace with these people. Exactly. I'm bringer of peace. I'm loser of cash. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or be, you know that money I was going to spend on the public roads? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. No no roads. 40 years. Sorry. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's not great. Um, a revolt takes place, but he manages to put it down very effectively. Yeah, yeah. T- only within 24 days. Yeah. Mm. So. Mm. But who, who's leading that? Uh, was that Trajan? 
No, that was Satarius, wasn't it? Oh, there's there a group of people. Um, Trajan was involved. Um, yeah, there was a group of um, governors from nearby provinces, plus Domitian himself, all head there. Yeah. So, I mean, that it gets put down. We don't have many details on it, unfortunately. No. All we know is it was put down very quickly. I, I don't get the feeling he had much to do with that, though. Mm, yeah, but I mean, you could say at least he's got loyalty of the troops. And it's something I've not mentioned yet. Oh. The army loved him. Because oh. one of the first things he did when he became charged was give everyone a 33% pay increase Ooh. in the army. That is the first pay increase since Augustus. Oh, wow. And to suddenly have a third of extra pay, the rank and file loved him for it. So that's why there was so little push against him, even though lots of people didn't like him. Well, they're loyal for bribery, though. Well, it's the army, of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't, this isn't the days of Caesar where no. the army were actually loyal to a commander. It's just, yeah. you can pay me. So we had the smarts to do that then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so that was sensible. Right, okay, and the only other thing is, and I've not mentioned it at all, and there's loads on it, is Britain. Because uh, Agricola, Agricola, or Agricola, if you pronounce it incorrectly, but more fun, has an entire history written about him. He's a Roman general. Tacitus writes about him because it's Tacitus's father-in-law All right. and it's his invasion of Britain that takes place during this time and also during Vespasian and Titus's time. I've not really mentioned it because it's not really relevant to our story yeah. but basically he takes over the rest of Britain, um, settles down Wales, may have popped over to Ireland, we're not sure, possibly got all the way up to the north of Scotland and then came back down again, but couldn't really hold Scotland. Then eventually Domitian orders him to come back and he just retires. Yeah, so there's lots of um, fighting going over in Britain, but it doesn't really involve the emperor at all. And Domitian eventually says, you know what, forget Scotland, we don't need it, and orders him back. Well, that's that's, that's, that's pretty under his rule, I guess. Yeah, it's under his rule. uh, Consolidating Britain. Which is quite good. Slager. More, more than our politicians can do. Topical. <laughs> 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 okay, so what, what are we going to go for? Um, see, before, before I heard about, about Britain, I was only in two. Yeah. And those two just for his uh, enthusiasm. <laughs> for fighting while anything else. I'm willing now to give it up to four. Yeah. That's because, you know, he, he consolidated Britain, like we said. He managed to pay off he had the smarts to pay off the army the idea of you know let's let's still build roads and build um fortresses where we need to um and he did you know beat you know brian blessed in a few battles which not many people can say yeah yeah i mean even the dalai Dalai lama can't say he beat brian blessed brian blessed that's true you can't take that one off his bucket list uh i think four's quite a fair score Mm. i mean he's he's does a lot more battle wise than some of the ones we previously Yes, but none of it's hugely impressive. He did more than Caligula. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go for four as well. So that gives him a total of eight for Phytius Maximus. Wonderful. Approvium Crasium. Is this quite a big one? Um, it's reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Right, okay. okay. Um, let's deal with these flies to begin with. Yeah, I'll... I'll quote Suetonius where we get this fly story from. Yeah. So, at the beginning of his reign, he used to spend hours in seclusion every day, doing nothing but catch flies and stab them with a keenly sharpened stylus. (laughs) Consequently, when someone once asked whether anyone was in there with Caesar, Crispus made the witty reply, not even a fly. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Roman joke. Roman humour. Right, okay. So that's where we get the fly story from. He used to shut himself up for hours on end, just torturing flies. Because that's one of the, like, psychologically speaking, even though psychology is 
a bit of a dodgy science. Um, <coughs> one one of the things serial killers or people that are kind of masochistic mm. injure animals yeah. and hurt animals. Yeah, do definitely. You, do, do you think so, that's part of it? Was he just enjoy doing it, or was it just a, a boredom thing? So I can't imagine flies were valued. No, I don't know. Well, why would I? But no, it's hard to say, isn't it? it? Was he doing it for the pleasure of killing the flies, or was he doing it out of sheer boredom? Why did he not like other people's company? He shut himself away a lot. Yeah, People know. found it weird back then. Introvert. Yeah. Okay, um, he was very harsh on morality. Mm. So he would um, exile people for having affairs. Um, can, I, uh, can I get involved in this? Get involved in what? I've got something to read. Oh, yeah, go on then. What? Uh, Domitian was known as writing edicts. Edicts, yeah. Edicts, that's the one. Yeah. And did poetry and stuff. Um, and he wrote uh, Domitian's edicts against making children eunuchs and prostitutes. Oh, yes. No, I was going to mention this in this round. So, um, so have you wait? done some... No, no, you go for it. I'm, I'm somewhat shocked that you've done some research. So, I know, yeah, I know. Do, do it. This is because um, uh, Trafford said he wrote some lovely poetry to his eunuch. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I have more of here, which is actually quite nice. Pimping a man, letting the rabble defile him, is an outrage too small against our agenda. So the panda owns the cradle, is free to swipe a kid from his mother's breast and set him hawking for filthy money. Immature bodies forced to suffer unspeakable abuse. Horrors like these repulse the father of Italy, known for rescuing tender youths. Not long ago, from lust that cruelly renders manhood sterile. Boys, grown men, old men, all loved you before. Now, Caesar, toddlers love you too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so he didn't like, you know... That's 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 quite good morale. Uh, to me that's 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 was really highly. Yeah. In terms of not crazy. Not crazy. Oh well, okay then. Fair enough. Oh interesting. Dear. Okay, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remember that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's, it starts off quite tamely. Um he threw a man out of the Senate for dancing and singing. So did I. <laughs> it's like we're trying to have a meeting here. <laughs> I don't think it was during the Senate meeting. Okay, I think it right. was in his spare time. All right, okay. But maybe it was. Maybe that's <laughs> why he did it. Um, right. He took away the litter of notorious women. That's not that crazy, I suppose. That were the children. That was him trying to um, stop people having affairs. Oh, okay. So if he knew that women were particularly well known for going around the city having affairs with people, he'd take away their means of transport in the hope it would stop them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their legs <laughs> <laughs> he found out that the Vestal Virgins were not Vestal Virgins oh yeah <gasps> yeah he wasn't very happy with this um, so those that had broken their vows before he became the emperor were executed you can't really get worse than that can you oh those that broke the vows after were buried alive okay yeah that's Horrific, but within the law, because that was the <laughs> traditional method of execution. Ah, so yeah. they actually tamed it down a bit. Yeah, they tamed it down a bit. If you remember, in our first ever episode, I said that the Vestal Virgins were burnt alive. Mm. I'd actually misread something somewhere. It was buried alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the traditional right. um, form of punishment. So yeah, he buried alive some women. That's yeah. That's oh, yeah. Weirdo. Not not great. No. I'll quote Suetonius for this one. He put to death a pupil of the pantomimic actor Paris, who was still a beardless boy and ill at the time, because his skill and appearance, he seemed not unlike his master. So, a, a pupil of an actor yeah. resembled his master, mm. who Domitian didn't like, oh. and even though he was a boy, 
And also quite ill at the time, apparently. Mm. He had him executed. You look like someone I don't like. I'm going to execute you. Oh. Yeah, that's not on, is it? Oh, execute doppelgangers. Yeah. Um, he crucified an historian because he didn't like what was said in his book. <laughs> but he also killed all the slaves that had copied the book out for publication. What? Yes. Because they'd read it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But they probably couldn't read. Yeah. It was copying shapes. Yeah, who knows? Oh, that's... I imagine they could read. I would have thought that would be part of the skill of being a scribe. But, yeah. So, that's, again, a bit harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during a gladiatorial game, a man remarked that the gladiator fighting was unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Another man replied, he was so long as the emperor said it was so. Implying that the emperor was fixing the games. Oh, well, you don't want to say that. You don't want to say that. Because if you say that, the emperor hears and there and then throws you into the arena to be torn apart by wild dogs. Oh, oh. Yeah. You, you don't want to make certain jokes. No, it's... No. 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 <laughs> okay, let's go back to Lamia, shall we? Do you remember him? Near the start of the episode. Uh, he something was... to do with the longina? He was the man who said, oh, why do you want me to remarry? Because you want oh, another yes. wife. Yes. Right, this oh. is now several years later. Yeah. He's executed. Yeah. For making that joke several years ago. Oh, man. Oh, what? Yeah. He doesn't let it drop, does he? He does not. He, he starts... And this is all in this um, end few years where he's really paranoid... Saturnius's revolts happens and he's just getting more and more paranoid. He executed the one of the criers for accidentally announcing that a man was the emperor elect instead of the consul elect. So a slip of the tongue and he's executed. See, that's where he could have been way more clever and just cut his tongue out. Oh, yeah. Or a slip of your tongue, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Against Saturnius here, his savage cruelty was not only excessive but also cunning and sudden. He invited one of his stewards to his bedchamber the day before crucifying him, made him sit behind him on the couch, and dismissed him in a secure and gay frame of mind, even deigning to send him a share of his dinner. So he spent the entire evening with someone pretending to be really happy the day before he knew he was going to execute him. Ah. Yeah. Do you think the guy was that building a false hope, do you think, that guy? Yes, definitely, because he also did the opposite. If he was going to let people off, he'd act as if he was going to kill them. That one time, he invited some senators round, invited them into an entirely black room. Ooh. Everyone was wearing black. All the food was dyed black. Oh, wow. Yeah, everything was a theme of death. And then... Try uh... some skull cake! <laughs> Scythe pie! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we usually be size to cut the pie with. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the, um, the dinner, he said, now I have an announcement to make. You're free to go. Have a lovely evening. Oh. Yeah. That's quite funny in a really sick way. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, he had a habit of starting off speeches in which he condemned people to death by starting really positively. <laughs> in fact, a- another quote, there came to be no more certain indication of a cruel death than the leniency of his preamble. So if he started off going, oh, you know what, he's an all right guy, isn't he? Kill him. Yeah. So that's, that's again, I keep harking back to this. It's the closest we have. The Caligula kind of thing. Oh, we gave money to orphans. <laughs> yeah. No. So he, he, he obviously liked playing and toying with people's emotions. Yeah. 
Well, that's what he had growing up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, he would hint heavily that the Senate should call for the most harsh punishments possible Ooh. during trials. But then he would veto it and go, oh, how, how could you want to do that? I'll just execute him normally. <laughs> so he's, he's, do, he's do that power play, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He taxed Jews very heavily. Remember, this is just after the Jewish revolt, so yeah. that was fairly standard. The reason why I mention this, because that's not that unusual for the time, um, this is the one time in Suetonius where he talks in first person, because Suetonius is alive at this point. Oh, okay. And he says, I recall being present in my youth when the person of a man 90 years old was examined before the prosecutor and a very crowded court to see whether he was circumcised. So they'd strip old men to see if they'd been circumcised, to see if they owed tax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit ruthless. He was so paranoid about assassination in those last years, he had his entire palace clad in reflective marble so he could see behind him at all times. Oh, that would be very bright. Yeah. A lot of polishing. Yeah, didn't work either, did it? No, it really didn't. No, because that's what I love about how he was assassinated, is I've got a plan. A plan against your life. Here it is. It's me. Stab, Paul's stab, knife. Stab. Back to stabby, stabby. You yeah. gotta think in that meeting. <laughs> Blackboard back up again. Yeah. How are we gonna do this one? Right. Stabby, stabby. We're just going for it. But he's got all these reflective walls. What are we gonna do? And that cunning plan of the oh. forethought. Oh, I'll pretend I've got the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Hide the knife. That was good. That's very clever. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's weeks of work as well. It's not just oh, a, yeah, yeah. a day. It's yeah. like, and removing the dagger that he'd have mm. to defend himself. And to make sure the guards trusted you as well. The, yeah. the whole build-up to that. Yeah. Then the arm. Mm. They're not searching yeah. me now. Someone had also, I didn't mention, locked the door to the slaves' quarters so no one could rush in and rescue them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. He also had Epaphroditus executed. Oh, is it? That is Nero's private secretary. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who killed Nero out of kindness, because Nero couldn't bring him to have to do it. Yeah. He executed him, guess what for? Killing an emperor. For killing an emperor, yes. Oh. So there you go. He is killed. Which, if you listen to the podcast, you probably don't know much about him. We've never mentioned him before. But no. if you've read one of uh, Al J. Trafford's books, it's like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. He's a good character. No idea what he was like in real life, but in, in those books, he's a nice guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh. Right. Do you remember when he refused to marry his niece, Julia? Yeah, I killed him. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you thought, oh, maybe you thought, I'm not going to marry my niece. That's a bit too close, close to home. <laughs> no, it was nothing to do with that, because he soon started having an affair with her after he got oh. married, got her pregnant, oh. forced her to have an abortion, oh. in which she died. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's a shame. Yes. <laughs> he was also very paranoid about his hair. <laughs> yeah. He wrote a book once called On the Care of Hair. That's a fantastic name. <laughs> I can only assume that has been carefully translated from yes. the original Latin. It probably wasn't as funny in the original yeah. Latin. Maintaining, keeping your hair. Yeah. In modern times. So, um... I'll quote here from Care of Hair. So these are Domitian's words. Do you not see that I, too, am tall and comely to look on? And yet the same fate awaits my hair, and I bear with resignation the ageing of my locks in youth. Be assured that nothing is more pleasing than beauty, but nothing shorter lived. 
Oh. Oh. He, he was bowled by his mid thirties. Yeah. Mm. Poor Domitian. Okay, so that's that's the uh, bad crazy. Go on to the good saying. <laughs> he punished rather than rewarded informers, saying, "An emperor who does not punish informers hangs on them." This is something that uh, Vespasian did. Yes. Him, didn't he? Yeah, he followed that same path. Um, yeah, I mean, he did that, and also, as you've already mentioned, he um, he banned boys being unisized, if that's the word. Which I, I guess would have been very unusual at the time, very, very left-thinking. Yeah, well, um, actually, Rome have never really had a history of um, using oh, really? using eunuchs, but they would still crop up occasionally. It's not like in uh, Egypt, where it was just common practice. Mm. Greece? Ancient uh, Greece? Um, so, I mean, they not so sure about ancient Greece. So. I'd have to look pedestrian. up on it. Yeah. yeah. Don't look too hard. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so there you go. That's his opprobium crazium. He is the craziest we've had since Caligula. I think crazy in Nero. Easily. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's it's high on the crazium. But we do need to remember Yeah. There's a lot of bias against him. The Senate and the people who wrote the histories hated him. That's no fun. That's no fun. So let's discard that. Yeah. He was absolutely mental. <laughs> he was. He, he, did, he did some crazy stuff. So... I, I like the, the paranoia, because I imagine, I imagine him walking back into the palace, finding an old chest that had Caligula written on it from that's been lost and forgotten, opens it up, tinfoil hat in there still. Nice. Picks it up. Is this just post-89? He's to come back from the Saturnius yes. revolt. Yes. <laughs> and he puts it back on his head. This will protect me. Twitch, twitch. Violence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so what are what are the highlights here? We've um, got killing people because they cracked a joke uh, several years before. Yes. Got thrown people to the dogs, literally. Yeah, he crucified a historian because he wrote the truth and then killed all his slaves because yeah, they copied down what he wrote. That wasn't good either, was it? Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's very... very paranoid and crazy I mean some of those earlier things were just harsh laws but um, it definitely gets worse as he goes on doesn't he it seems to be a thing it must have been the, the, the lead pipes <laughs> in Rome I, I'm because for Caligula we gave 10 because yeah. there was nothing redeeming I'm not going to go to 10 because he had I think a lot of his morality comes through as quite sane so yeah, I, might, I yeah. might give him an 8 or a 9 you get the feeling Caligula was just utterly crazy or at least <sighs> Maybe not power, crazy. Power mad. Power mad. That is just slightly unhinged. Whereas he do, he just seems paranoid. Mm. Go on, what are you going for then? I can't stop between eight or nine. I'm thinking around there as well. One of us eight, one of us nine. There we go. There we go. You're going for eight. I've gone for nine apparently. There we yep. go. So that's a total of 17 for a probium crazium. That's not bad. Let me just pop that into the spreadsheet that I have remembered this week. Successus Ultimus. Okay, Successus Ultimus. There was no corruption under him. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah, he called the judges of the courts of anyone he suspected of taking bribes. Good. He basically tidied up the whole judicial system, which wasn't doing too badly under Titus and Vespasian, but it's now working very efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. No nepotism, as oh. I mentioned before. So he stopped hiring all his relatives and just gave the jobs to people who could do them well. Then killed them later on. <laughs> yeah, when he got paranoid. Um, he built a massive palace on the Palatine Hill. This was as big as the Golden House. Oh, really? Ooh. This was huge um, and very impressive. We'll put a picture up of it 
on on the Facebook site of ours that we have. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a very impressive place. It's not as exciting as the Golden House. It doesn't have spraying pipes and revolving doors, but it's still very impressive because it took up the entire hill. It kind of overlapped it, so you couldn't see the hill anymore. Oh, wow. It was just the palace. That's quite yeah, impressive. That is impressive. I'm trying to build something like that in Minecraft. I'm building a massive building around a mountain. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Domish- Domitian. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm a success. Oh, you get the impression that Domitian, if computers had been invented, <gasps> would just play solitaire all day. I like staring at the screen. I think like uh, war games all the time. And he play he'd buy oh, magazine like guns and ammo and stuff. Something more simple. Really? Minecraft. Mine- Not Minecraft, sorry. Minesweeper, do you remember Mines- Minesweeper? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Oh. I bet he'd play that just non-stop. All maybe, the time. maybe, you know, whatever the equivalent of Christmas was, playing Spider Solitaire, just to mix up a bit. Yeah. Not because not he enjoyed the game, just no. something to stare at whilst he As listens, spiders when they're listens to the violin twinklings. Mm, yeah. Right, anyway, back to successors Optimus. Um, he had men go to the library in Alexandria to copy all the books that had been burnt in the fire, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, so they managed to restock the library. Um, he tried to stabilise the economy, which was uh, a bit dodgy. He refused to debase the currency anymore, and in fact um, increased the amount of silver and the coins, which he mm. then had to reverse as soon as he decided to pay the army so much money. <laughs> but he, he, he tried his best. He put on loads of games. He loved games for the people in the new amphitheatre. He even built a fourth tier on the Colosseum. Also, he improved it. Yes. He built so, an extension. Yeah, that fourth tier on the Colosseums because of him. Oh, yeah. I wasn't some demission. Yeah. He, good egg. He introduced two more teams to the games. You remember I said how they used to have red, white, green, and blue. He yeah. added two teams, gold and purple. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So there were more, now more teams to support. He also reduced the number of laps that chariot races had to do. Make so more intense. More intense, and you could get more games in a day. He just generally tried to... <laughs> spice up the, the games as much as he could. Do you feel you feel like the gold team has a slight advantage there? Well, well, like both you're them. the white team, you're the red team, you're the blue team, you're the green team, you're the purple team, you're the gold team! Well, it would have been the yeah. same for purple. Purple was the royal colour. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So these were two good colours to be. Mm. But you also get the impression all the purists would just be going, who are these? Yeah, back in my day, there were four teams, that was enough. I've been a blue all my life. Yeah. Who's this purple? Yeah, I'm not yeah. mixing with the reds. Ugh. Yeah, I get infected. Yeah, so yeah. they didn't last very long. These two new teams. Why oh, didn't they? No, no. Um, yeah, right. Um, he often gave sea fights, and I'll quote: "Having dug a pool near the Tiber and surrounded it with seats, he continued to witness the contests amid great storms that might rage. He built a lake to have mock sea battles, yeah. and then, whilst there were massive storms, go out and watch boats fighting." Whilst cackling, I can only assume. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I'm really starting to lie to Mission. <laughs> <laughs> On three occasions during the games, he, he showered the crowd with gifts of money oh. and, I quote, all sorts of things. Ooh. <laughs> Not ambiguous at all. <laughs> no, thank you, Suetonius. <laughs> so... On the board as always. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so who who knows what those sorts of things are? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Left paper, scrolls. Probably the same stuff you get inside Christmas crackers. Oh, little plastic, like little. Remember the little screwdrivers you can get? 
They're always the best ones. They're actually yeah. useful. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you just threw mini screwdrivers at people. Little paper hats. Yeah. And you get the little plastic jumping frog, and it's like, this is rubbish. Oh, yeah. or, or that, it's like a little fish that, when the heat, oh, your hand heats even up. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Do, they have, do they have in America? I have no idea. Do you, in America, like, let us know. Do you have Christmas crackers and gifts? Little crappy gifts? R- really bad gifts. Really bad. And a joke. Right. He rebuilt many of the buildings that have burnt down in the fire using his own and public money, which was really good. That's after during Titus's reign. Yeah, Titus' fire happened, so he rebuilt lots of stuff that had burnt down. However, he did put his own name on the buildings that he rebuilt. Well, you would, wouldn't you? I did this. This is how great I am. Tradition was that if you were replacing or restoring a building, you would keep the original person's name on it. Yeah, people went, ooh, at that. But at least he was rebuilding them. Um, He got rid of giving food out to the citizens. Not the grain, wasn't it? No, no, this is something slightly different. Because they used to have a practice of having huge dinners in the street that people could come and eat, these massive festivals. And that slowly turned into, oh, just have a bit of food here. You can't be bothered putting the formal dinner on. So Domitian got rid of the rubbishy bit and went, no, we're having the formal festivals again. So that was nice. nice. Street parties. Yeah. Um, And as you jumped in, he he made that lord say men couldn't be castrated. Which mm. is nice. Okay, some bad things. He... Oh, no, I've missed one good one. I'll say that first. He changed the months of September and October to Germanicus huh. and Domitian. Oh, he brought back Germanicus. He did. He hashtag did. bring back Germanicus. That's what he did. He hashtag brought back Germanicus. Oh, well done. Yeah. He understood. And Domitian. And Domitian. Nero be stuck. So June, July, August, Germanicus, Domitian. It just said Domitian. Domitius. Who knows? August, Germanicus is so much better than. Germanicus is good. Domitian, get rid of that. September, but. Yeah. So there you go. Well done. You should get some points for that. Yeah. Right. A a bad one, but quite a funny one. Um, He was a bit obsessed with building arches and um, things. He wanted to be remembered by history. Yeah. And some people thought his arch building went a little bit too far. And one piece of graffiti went up. And this is just the best graffiti ever. Because it was just one word. And it was arche. And that word means in Roman, Latin, arch. Yeah. But in Greek, it means it is enough. (laughs) So, yeah, it was an amazing... clever wordplay. Very clever wordplay. Shake the hand of that graffiti artist. <laughs> so, yeah, so there we go. That's his success of Ultimus. For someone who is quite crazy, that's quite an impressive list. Yeah, he's, he's doing really well. Yeah, so he's rebuilt Rome. He's introduced lots of good laws. He's got mm. rid of corruption. He's, he's brought back the uh, Alexandria Library. Yeah. The historical... Yeah, he's helping. He gives gifts. He puts on games. Yeah, he's brought out street parties. Yeah. He stopped people being castrated. That's nice. He changed the name of the month back to Germanicus. Yeah, he's getting a point straight away for that. Yeah. Whatever I originally thought, he gets an extra point for yeah. hashtagging, bring back in Germanicus. And the corruption as well. He's tied up the corruption and the, the idea of you become successful through skill rather than just because of a name. Yeah. You're not born into it. Yeah, yeah. The lack of nepotism is good. I, there's nothing huge, though, is there? There's nothing like he created no. the empire or well, he stopped the civil wars or he... And also, let's not forget, he was also so unpopular with hmm. the Senate, they assassinated him and brought an end to his dynasty. That's not good. 
But that's the Senate's fault, isn't it? I mean, successors. I, well, when I think of successors, I think of the whole, you know, all the people that live there, the average Joe. Well, well, How do they see him? Yeah, but you say it's the Senate's fault, so you could say it's Domitian's fault for oh. enraging the Senate so much that they feared and despised him. He was systematically killing them all. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I think he did really well. I, I'm thinking, like, seven? Yeah, I'm, I'm close to around there. He's actually... I'm impressed. Is. And to get high points, I was thinking this on the train over today, to get high points in this podcast, you need to be a good-looking guy <laughs> who reigned for a very long time, who is a complete psychopath, but mm. is happily can happily run an empire, yeah, and, the and cre- also um, go and fight lots of battles. Mm. And actually, he does quite a bit. But maybe this is more a conversation for Gen A Caesar. Um, maybe. Successus Ultimus. I'm gonna I'm gonna equal your seven, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. That's a total of fourteen. That's pretty good. It is. Well, where does he come then? He's not gonna beat Augustus, is he? But that puts him third place. Oh wow! Behind behind Vespasian and Augustus. Oh, he, yeah. he beat his brother. He did by one point. Oh, he'd be dead chuffed for that. Oh, he will be dead chuffed, wouldn't he? He'd be so happy. Maybe those violins would finally start stop being tuned and actually start playing normally. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, well done, Domitian. Right, okay, let's go on to Imagofacius. Imagofacius. He was tall of stature, with a modest expression and a high colour. He, he was apparently very red in the face a lot. <laughs> Drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his eyes were large, but his sight was somewhat dim. He was handsome and graceful too, especially when a young man, and indeed his whole body, with the exception of his feet, the toes of which were somewhat cramped. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. He was good looking, but he had some cramped toes. In later life, he had further disfigurement of boldness, a protruding belly and spindly legs, though the latter had become thin from long use. Sorry. <laughs> From a long illness, not long. His, his, his legs. Yeah, so spindly legs. Right, I can see you've drawn in with faith in legs there. Massive eyes. He's six eyes. metres tall. See, he's very tall. Well, probably a little bit over. Yeah, he's, probably. He's broken the scale. Uh, I don't say exceptionally tall, though. I think six metres is maybe a lot for just he was tall of stature. Two metres? Oh, uh, even then. <laughs> I'd bring it down a little bit. Five foot eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Some massive eyes there. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. That's what the statues say it looks like. You may notice the hair. Ah. Well, of course. Yes, because they they weren't going to do it without oh, hair. No, of course. Same not. as Caligula. Notice how Caligula was also bald. Yeah. Was Coincidence. Was he? Yeah, he was really thin. Remember, you weren't allowed to talk about goats in his presence because he had little oh, hair yes. on top yes. and he had. Of course, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm noticing though, this statue's not as realistic as ones in the past. It's a bit more... It seems more romanticised. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But then he was very paranoid. He wouldn't have wanted. That's true. Mm-hmm. He looks... Okay, he looks like an emperor. Fair. Yeah, he does. What? Yeah? yeah. Average? Barely average. I'll give him five, six, maybe. Maybe yeah. six. Uh, I think I'm going to go for five. It's just... It's five. typical Roman stock, isn't it? It's what you'd expect. So... Is that 11, then, is it? Yeah. Okay, let's put 11 into the spreadsheet. And... It comes out with a score of 2.75 for Imago Facie. Not bad. Okay, last one. Tempo Completo. Tempo Completo. This is where he clearly beats his father and his brother. Especially his brother. He ranged from September 81 to September 96. That is a total of 15 years. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's the longest we've had it in quite a while. Yeah, that was really good. So that gives him, when I pop that into the spreadsheet, a score of 1.88. Oh, wow. So how, how why is that? 1.88. Um, he is behind Augustus and Tiberius for the longest yeah. reign so far. So he's third. Yeah. So he's reigned a long time. Mm. So he's been he more was, successful than his brother. He was quite successful in many areas. Yeah. He was also quite crazy. Mm. And he also did some fighting. I, I really like him. And because of this, it gives him a grand total of 43.63. Wow! Which officially makes him the second highest scorer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's he brilliant. just, just beats his father. Oh, does he? Just, uh, Vespasian got 43.19. What did he beat? Is that old time, I guess? That was the... Yeah, it's... it's... That's only a one, though, isn't it? Because um, he just beats him, though. Well, he was much worse at fighting than his dad, but he was a lot crazier. Remember, Vespasian <laughs> yeah. only got a one for a probium crazy. That's true. Vespasian got 19, a huge score for success as Ultimus, but Domitian gets a respectable 14. And, yeah, so it it's that being crazies. It, yeah. But at the same time, quite successful. Mm. And having some fighting ability is just pushed him ahead so he is now officially our second highest scored ranked emperor which oh. might surprise some people he's definitely seen yeah. as the weakest um of the flavians he did a lot of good things yeah well the senate hated him though in fact yeah. he was um he was memory was condemned i've forgotten the name of it officially in latin Something Condemus. like Condemus Ultimae. Uh, yeah, something like that. He's one of only two emperors that officially happens to in the Ooh. entire history of Rome. He was considered for a long time as being the worst Roman emperor. Really? Yeah. The Senate despised him. Ah. Yeah. Long and when you years. write the history books mm. and you despise True. someone. And to be fair, there was quite a lot to not like oh, him yeah. for. He wasn't a really good guy. But Well, let's discuss now. You get the impression he knew where the points were. And he went for them. So let's yeah. let's now decide. He might be the second highest scorer, but has he got that Gene César? Right now, normally you always ask me first about every one of these. So what do you think? It's not because I haven't made up my mind. You've clearly made up your mind. <laughs> no, I haven't. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I, d I don't know. Um, I'm definitely not as convinced as you are. Convinced by what? You don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Vespasian was an obvious yes. Yeah, yeah. Titus was a... Oh, I mm. don't know, it's a shame he didn't last so long. If he did, maybe he would have done. I think being the fact he was condemned is pretty Gene Cesare. <laughs> yes. To be honest, you know, he, we are wiping him from history. <laughs> yeah. He was that bad. Yeah. That's impressive. He displays some impressive crazium. <laughs> yeah. Not many people have buried people alive so far. No, no not many, not many. No. He is, he is the only one who has managed to straddle that successus ultimus and opprobium crasium and yeah. get high scores in both. If he was also a good fighter, he would have been top. He had a lot of enthusiasm though, didn't he? Oh, he had enthusiasm. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. No. If, if he hadn't gone to invade the chatty, he would have scored more points, mm. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if he hadn't done that, he would have been above Augustus, I think, in raw score terms. Yeah, yeah. And that, I, I'm, I've got to admit, that is impressive. It is. I, I'm quite shocked that he has come out as second highest. So I'm, I, I wasn't thinking I was going to give it to him. I'll be honest. But now I'm, 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 I'm wavering. You're gone. You're going to have to convince me. Okay. I think that the fact he was so crazy, the mental things he did, 
only a certain kind of person would do that. Have a certain genesis. He's like, you've got to be able to do that. Yeah, okay. Okay. He, but, but like you said, straddling that, he had great successes. He helped the people out a lot. Yeah. Although, you know, it's partly for his own benefit, a lot of it. Yeah. But still, he, he had that line. And he was condemned from history. That's awesome. That is quite awesome, isn't Did it? Did Caligula have that? No. Well, actually. there you go. He's yeah. beaten Caligula in terms of craziness in that sense. <sighs> That's a good point. I think you're starting to persuade me. I wasn't think I, thinking I was going to give it to him. But... Just, just imagine him and Caligula eyeing each other up. <laughs> imagine that fight. <gasps> See, in the Colosseum. Imagine oh, that. Right. Imagine right. that. Okay, that has persuaded me. Okay, officially here we are. Yes. Domitian, you have a certain Gene Caesar. You will be going to fight it out in the Colosseum. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, so there we go. Well done to Domitian. Let me just put that little tick in the spreadsheet. It's now official. Oh, Trafford would be really happy. She really likes him. Yeah. She thinks he's a bit misunderstood, but I don't think he is. He's crazy, but I think yeah. um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, right, well, there we go. That's another week down. Next week, Nerva. Nerva. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? Of course not. No? Right. I, I'm getting the impression he, he <laughs> he's quite calculating. Yeah. Bit killy. Bit killy. If he wants something, he'll get yeah. it. Yeah. Right, well, we'll find out next week. So mm. let's end with our usual thank yous. So Thank you to the Rex Factor, as we said at the start, especially for the plug you gave us this week. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to the Life of Caesar as well. Yeah, really good podcast. Yes, go and listen to them if you haven't yet. Yep. Yeah. I uh, also want to thank Empty Bottle Studios, um, YouTube. Um, it's a YouTube podcast because we're, you know, like I said, we're one dimensional. They're two dimensional. Yeah. And he's creating lots of um, Emperor's Record card series about the Roman Emperors, and it's really good. And he's updated his production, hasn't he? Yes, I, I believe really good. his idea was to go through all the emperors and rate them one by one. Only an idiot would do that. <laughs> yeah, foolish thing to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he started before us, but we've shut off on that head. Oh, well. yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he's um, he's still on Caesar. We didn't even bother with Caesar. No, he's not an emperor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he's doing his Bacchus Groundus stuff. I ah, think. Okay. That's what yeah. he's doing. They're doing it well. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... Check that out, and also I want to thank um, the Roman Roman and Byzantine group on Facebook as well. It's um, a really interesting group. If you want to join it, it's um, a lot of information shared, lots of images, lots of facts and things. It's quite good yeah. if you're interested in that kind of thing. Oh, good. Right, please contact us on Facebook. So just give us something to do. Yeah, that's tell us rank you on yeah. Facebook, um, Twitter as well. Like on, us on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, we still have a half-completed WordPress site. Yeah, we'll get around to that one day. Yeah, we're on holiday now. Maybe we should actually do something with that. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. have any excuses now. No, yeah, <laughs> no. That's officially you live on air. Yes. Not actually live, so yes. you're gonna sort that out. Is yeah, it? I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out. Yeah, good. <laughs> and also, um, we download on Podbean. And iTunes as well. Please leave a comment because the more comments you leave and the more you like us, then you know word gets around, which is nice. Yes, and finally, iTunes reviews, which I completely forgot to check. If we got any new ones this morning because okay. I was in a rush. Um, so <laughs> let's just say we've got lots. Thank you very much for those yes. of you who did leave one. We're reading about next week. Three thousand of you. Yes. Thank you. All very good. Right. Until next time, then. Goodbye. Goodbye.
No, you can't have your toe in our Why not, Daddy? You're going to sit in the back. But, but I want to ride with my family. But, but, but... Oh, be quiet, you get a white horse. I, I don't like one. Scared scares and white horses. I'm sorry, sir. Your hair loss is irreversible. No, but my beautiful hair. I'm afraid your son is left. No. Why don't you want to do it? 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 Why don't you want to do it?